and welcome to the next episode of the Compete Waffle. My name is Alicia. I'm an advanced sports dietitian and founder of Compete Nutrition. And within our Waffle podcast, if you haven't come across us before, we love to put the spotlight on a whole range of athletes of all different levels, all different shapes, sizes, abilities, for the main reason that we believe that everyone who works with us and we come across has one brilliant story to share and we would love to share it with you guys. We also share snippets of information that is all things about performance nutrition. So if you'd like to go through our previous episodes, you will find lots to do with that. Um, And we also hold Facebook and Instagram live Q&As every Thursday night. So if you haven't caught one of those, then please jump on because we cover a different topic all the time and we love to get your questions and feedback and ideas on different topics to cover each week. So um, the next guest that we've got coming on for today's episode is one that we have been so excited to interview. It's taken us a few goes to get this interview sorted with um, me having a newborn and Lavinia having quite the um, schedule, I guess you could call it, between training and work. But we have got there in the end and I am so glad we persisted because her messaging and her journey and just her beautiful words that she uses in where she's come in the last three years is just something to share and it really goes to show why she's inspiring so many within her Instagram community, her um, community within Strongman which is the sport she's ended up in but also the um, her ethnic community as well and um, how she has achieved her progress um, and continual progress in the last three years is something that we try and encourage all of our athletes or our clients to actually achieve in the way that it's been that gradual change that doesn't necessarily have one end goal but instead is a whole lot of habits and achievements all rolled into one that adapt and change as you do so without further ado it is my absolute pleasure to introduce Lavinia to you um, or as you may know her as Lychee Strong. Hi, Lavinia. Thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Uh, it's brilliant. I was just saying to Lavinia, I always have this habit, right, of having this massive conversation on a podcast before I actually press record. And I was just saying to Lavinia how awesome it is that she agreed to come on. So, Lavinia, we've started working with um, a few months ago now, Lavinia, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, I think it's been nearly three. Yeah. Three, yeah. Four, fourth month, yeah. Yeah. Lavinia, did you want to... Um, Tell the audience a little bit about yourself for those who aren't aware of who you are on Instagram. <laughs> uh, so, basic. I'll start from the start. I um, started my Instagram account, Lychee Strong, hmm. uh, about three years ago now. Um, I had moved to a country town, uh, didn't have many friends or support and had put on a bit of weight uh, and I wanted to lose it and needed some motivation. And I found Instagram is a great way to do it. Hmm. So... I just started doing home workouts and walking around the block and trying to get my fitness up and lose a bit of weight while documenting it on my Instagram mm. and um, gained a lot of followers from Kayla's BBG workouts is what oh, I was doing. Yes. Yeah, yep. I did them by myself, seven minutes in the backyard. Like um, My fitness level was really, really bad. And then just uh, slowly as I got more confident, started going to the gym and then just amped it up from there and then started F45 training and um, would still record my videos, but as I was progressing, I was showing my audience as well. Like I started from here and now mm. I'm here and it's sort of just gone from there. And I, like people have been following me since day dot and now 
it's um yeah it's pretty cool I feel like I've got my own little community <laughs> oh I totally agree with that so um I came across I don't actually know how I came across your account to start with Lavinia I think um you may have commented on one of our posts or something I think it was the F45 challenge probably one. was probably yeah. was about the nutrition for the F45 it was. <laughs> it, look it is gradually changing which is excellent um yeah. but yeah so I came across your account through that and then um I think we both just started following each other and I was like oh my gosh this chick is incredible and I was just a bit fangirled and then you contacted me and I was like ah I would love to work with her I think that's such a cool little fit and um yeah it's been happy day since then and so so fun to get to know you um in terms of like that starting point for you what instigated that want to change and improve your fitness and health or and change your weight what was that real little point of going I need to do something um I think I was just in a bit of a rut so mm. my boyfriend was really active um he was playing football we had moved to the town because he was playing football so he'd be going to the gym every day and I was the complete opposite and I'd always been active growing up I went to a sports high school played competitive basketball like up to mm. the state level since I was 12 mm. and um I just got into that bad eating habits and like it's true what they say like if you eat bad you feel bad and then you don't want to do anything and I was just in that cycle mm. And um, I just decided one day, I thought, you know what, like I've just got to do something. And I remember seeing girls on Instagram, mm. actually, it's like I've done the full circle. They yeah. inspired me because I remember seeing one of them and I was like, if she can do it, surely I can. Like mm. if she's out there, you know, sweating in the backyard, I can do it too. So I just started walking and just, it just progressed from there. Oh. So I was inspired yeah. from people that now I'm inspiring. Oh gosh, I love that. And I think it's so nice because so often we talk about the negatives of social media and obviously there are lots of pressures that come with Fitspo and um, the whole Instagram perfection. Um, but there is this beautiful side where people are sharing real stories, real images, real journeys that actually really capture what it's all about. And I love that about it. And it what you just said really resonated with me because I've just had our third baby and I went from being an Ironman previous to our first baby so full 12 hour events like really big fitness endurance capacity to then becoming a mum and losing my identity and then not really like I did a few little triathlons between kids but yeah. now I'm like okay what's now like my fitness is so poor compared to what I would see where I could be like today my activity was like, oh, I'll just do some stairs while my kettle's boiling, you know? Like it's just these little yeah. simple things of like just starting. Yeah. And I listened to this podcast today and um, the most beautiful quote he finished on, which is just so perfect with what you were saying, Lavinia, was the perfect time, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So even if you didn't do it 20 years ago, you didn't do it yesterday, the second best time to start is today. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, it's so true. Like just because you can't do everything doesn't mean you can't do anything. Yeah, and that, that's exactly how I felt as well because I used to think and look at, you know, people's before and afters and their weight loss mm. journeys and I'd be like, there's no way I can ever do that. It was always, you always think at the end. Mm. And I think along with my weight loss journey is my mindset has completely changed. Like I'm a completely different person now to where I was three years ago mm. um, because not only that has helped me along the way because I've come to realize that it wasn't just going to be, you know, me getting fit in six weeks or doing a challenge in 12 weeks and dropping a ton of weight. Mm. It was 
making that complete lifestyle change and committing to the small changes that you can sustain forever. Mm. And oh, once I yeah. got that, I was like, well, there is no end goal for me. Like people always say to me, oh, you know, well, how long does it take you to lose that? Or they always want to know the, the answer. And mm. I used to be like that. And I laugh now when they ask me the answer because I can't give them the answer. Like the answer is it's it's a forever thing. Like I'm constantly still changing as mm. I'm going now, like three years on. Yes, I've had a massive transformation. I've lost heaps of weight. I've accomplished a lot of goals, but I'm still going. Like it's yeah. not ending because it's life. Like yeah, and this is the the continual progress, right? Like it's just yeah. always changing. And you know, if you're happy to chat about it, I would love to bring up. Like obviously, when you started this journey, you may have had a goal weight in mind, and I'd love to know how that has now changed with your change of yeah. exercise and things too. Oh, um, I was really cautious when I first uh, mentioned my weight because, you know, when you're growing up or like just the stigma mm. around a, a certain number on a scale and what people perceive numbers to look like, mm. um, I never wanted anyone to share my weight. So I was very, very cautious or always on Instagram or social media. Girls would always say to me, how much do you weigh now? Or like, would I, when I was at like, you know, my fittest or looked a certain way mm-hmm. they asked me for a number because that was what they were trying to achieve yeah and i got to a point um i had lost you know i initially when i first started i think i was 118 kilos at my heaviest mm. and uh, i started doing weight watches and did and because you know it was re- reducing calories so mm. of course i was going to lose weight but with Weight Watchers, to reach the, reach the ultimate goal of Weight Watchers, they go off the BMI. Right. Now, I'm just a six foot tall, extremely low muscle mass. Mm. I was never going to reach the BMI. Or I could, but it wouldn't be healthy for me. Mm. And I got to the point where I had lost like 25 kilos and I still wasn't at the, mm. the Weight Watch goal. So I yep. sort of felt like I was going around in a circle myself mm. because I wanted to achieve the ultimate at Weight Watchers but mm. couldn't without doing something unhealthy like eating less yeah. but then I'd reach the goal and it wouldn't be sustainable so that was when I sort of got to the stage where uh, that, and at that stage I was like 18% body fat mm. and 98 kilos so yeah um, there's not much room to move with, until you're really looking at a no. number that's way too lean for a female yeah and, and sustainable because that's oh, what it's all about absolutely like, the change and and be able to to be able to live like yes. you know healthy yeah and yeah. um i and then that's when i decided that i was gonna because weight workers asked me to do the um the cover story for them mm. but see they release your weight ah. and i didn't want the world to know and for it to be published mm. that i was 98 kilos mm. because i still had that that stigma around the weight and I just didn't want everyone to know how much I weighed mm. and it wasn't until they had asked me maybe the fourth or fifth time because mm. they kept asking yeah. I sort of sat and thought about it and thought you know what like me sharing my weight and how I look mm. and if girls are looking at me thinking that they want to look like this I think it's important for me to share it with them yeah. because it'll take a bit of the stigma around how much you should look at a certain weight. Yes. So yep. I swallowed my pride mm. and I went and did that article and had it published for like Australia, New Zealand to read. Wow. That, you know, me at 98 kilos. Yeah. And this is what I look. And I remember when I first um, posted it on my social media, I felt sick of hitting my stomach because I was yeah. so nervous. Mm. But then the feedback that I got back from everyone was nothing but positive. Like oh, we are and, always uh, our biggest critics. 
yeah. Well, I was, you know, when you're just like, oh my god, everyone's going to know my weight. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, and I, mm. I'm so grateful that I took that plunge out of my comfort zone to yes. share that because now I feel like. I even, even just local girls at my gym would talk to me like, oh, you know, thank mm. you so much for sharing that. You know, you really opened our eyes to see like a certain weight doesn't look a certain way. No. And, and so- yeah, absolutely. And I think the big thing there is also that, um, you know, when people get feedback like, oh, you don't look like a runner or you don't look like an athlete yeah. or you don't look like, you know, what does that even look like? That they, That is not a response, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And I still get people saying that to me yeah. now. They're like, you you are not. Like, I get people messaging me on Instagram and they say, like, what do you weigh now? Like, 72 kilos? I'm yeah. like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> and, like, and if I told them, they're like, there's no way you weigh 95 kilos. You don't weigh 90 No, you do not. Like, yeah. they're just staring because they've got this mindset of yes. what someone who should look like yeah. that and it's not me. No, that's right. But 100 kilos? No, you can't have a body composition like that at 100 kilos, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I come from a rugby background with a lot of my work and so, yeah, weights and um, different body compositions and stuff are really interesting to me, particularly with the different um, – uh, like places that people come from and come into sports. And that's why I really wanted to know where you were from and what genetic yeah. profile you had, Lavinia, because it's such a beautiful yeah. mix. And, Islander, yeah. yeah, see, and I was like, oh, she's definitely talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's absolutely amazing. That, well, yeah, that plays a part in it as well because, you know, someone can be looking at me with completely different genetics. Mm. I'm like quite tall and then they're going, I, I'm 90 kilos and I don't look like her. Mm. It's like... You're never going to look like me because, like, I'm me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were all the same, it would be extremely boring, I'm afraid. And this is the um, part of, like, Instagram that I find really negative is that, um, you know, everyone does strive for a certain image. And yeah. um, that's what I love about your account is that it is so open to you striving for um, an image that's right for you and you share that message with all of your community, which is amazing. To speaking of community, you have quite a lot of support for you on Instagram, but also obviously external to that. Do you feel like you're inspiring not only, um, you know, your Instagram community, but also the Pacific Island community? Um, I didn't realize that I had had such a big following for them until mm. people start messaging me. Like, mm. I know this like might sound I. I know I remember people are watching, but I, half the time I forget. Yeah. And I still use my account today as I did three years ago. Like it's literally to motivate myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I talk to people that message me and I I watch them and I love when they send me videos and say, yeah. you know, like, I went to the gym because I saw you or I started this because you did it. Like when I get those messages, they are, they literally help me keep Absolutely. going with my goals because I'm like I, I, I forget that I'm inspiring people because mm-hmm. I was literally the person looking for that inspiration. Yes, yeah. Um, now it's like we've done the 360, but when I get like Pacific Islanders or girls like that who look at me and think that they are sort of related, I'm relatable to them, mm. I still don't believe it because <laughs> I never thought I would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're like, why are people watching yeah. me? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, and like, they say, you know, like, um, you know, we see you and we want to do what you're doing and I'm mm. just... I still don't believe it because I'm just a normal person yeah. like everyone else. But how amazing is that that social media gives us that ability to see into the lives of just normal people doing incredible things and I think that is just so, so cool. And when you're looking at, um, you know, making those few changes that you talked about at the start, Lavinia, 
what were those few changes that you felt worked for you? So what were the little habits that you started to do? Like you mentioned, like the little BBG, seven-minute things. Um, Food-wise, was there things that you were just gradually changing or did you find that you kind of did everything at once with the Weight Watchers stuff? Uh, no, I was, it was gradual. I think mm. I learned to cook. I wow. didn't really cook what? before. I, no, yeah. I can't believe that, Lavinia, because you are – ridiculous in the kitchen wow i was the type of person who would just get like you know the bottled sauces and the real like if i suppose it's cooking in a sense but it's not really knowing what's going into Mm. food Mm. so i became more i guess food aware i learned how to read what was in my food Mm -hmm. i started to cut out refined sugars because i think i was like a bit addicted to sugar and refined Mm. sugars like i could really I couldn't taste the difference of a lot of foods whereas yeah. now my palate's completely changed mm. um uh, yeah so I learned to cook I used just I think I followed the jerk concept a bit so mm. just eating real food yeah and um I noticed that after a while I just started to feel so much more better like cutting mm. out the refined foods and the sugars and um I was drinking a lot of soft drinks and stuff yeah. so I don't really drink them at all now I don't drink coffee much mm. um my, my body's just changed and adjusted to what it needs and ha- I think I've become more in tune with the, how it feels. Yes. So, like, I'm eating mm. something that's, you know, heavily refined or high in fats, which I still do because I don't cut anything out. Um, I can just feel the difference and I don't really like that feeling yeah. anymore, whereas before it was the norm. Yeah. So, food-wise, that was how that changed and um, exercise-wise, I think I started to set some goals, whereas before I wasn't really a big goal setter. And I know it's hard to believe because I've got a, I'm sitting in a whole room now covered in, you know, like literally covered in post-it notes of goals. But like three years ago, I didn't really have any goals. I was sort of just going by my day by day mm. and nothing was really driving me. Yeah. And once I started setting goals and putting that into plan, mm everything just sort of aligned and you start to get into that routine and just setting myself small goals like I think some my very first one was just to walk around the block mm. three times a week yeah not be it wasn't difficult but I made that promise and commitment to myself to get it done yeah and once I got that done moved on to the next thing yeah. and then as I started to just keep gradually getting into the habit mm. it just became more and more of my routine mm. and then it was just the norm yeah, I, I don't know if you realize you said it, but um, you said, you know, it wasn't hard, but it was something I wanted to, like I knew I could do and it was a promise to myself. And I think that's probably something that I wanted to repeat because if you set yourself up to change everything all at once, at the end of the day, often you don't end up changing anything at all because it becomes way too overwhelming and you're trying to fit something into a hole that it just doesn't fit into and you haven't changed your lifestyle um, in a sense yeah. of changing all those different habits that you're wanting to change. So choosing things where you will rate, you know, eight or nine out of 10 confidence that you can achieve it is a way better approach than trying to change everything where you feel like it's going to be completely overwhelming within two weeks. So, you know, if you go, oh, I'd like to, you know, um, do a an hour run from the get-go you're just not going to be able to do that but if you can set a goal where you're like I can walk three times around a block I am going to do that and I'm going to do it three times a week and I am absolutely confident I can do that as a promise to myself 
then you can build upon that and get to that point of maybe doing that hour run. But um, to start there is just, you know, seeing it as like, you know, your weights in the gym, Lavinia, you wouldn't go out and lift double what you are now. All of a sudden you would be like, okay, I need to build up with that. Unless you're doing a strongman comp and you just happen to <laughs> try it out. Well, the 50 kilo yeah, dumbbell and you've that's got what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I usually only do 35, but I'm just going to do the 50 this time. <laughs> um, that's not a bad segue. Can you talk a little bit about how you got into Strongman and what Strongman is? Yeah. That might be actually something to cover as well. Yeah, okay. Well, so Strongman is basically a test of strength. Um, it's moving obscure objects and lifting really heavy things and um yeah so how i got into strongman was on instagram so i had a girl contact me because i was doing f45 and heavily doing f45 so i was probably training like six times a week Mm. sometimes twice a day i was really into my heat training i loved it Mm. and but i'd i'd also worked up a really good strength base um just from f45 because i as like we were talking about walking Mm. with those goals when i was in f45 I was also setting myself some goals. So like, you know, I think I started my first class with four kilo dumbbells mm. and come two years on, you know, I was pressing 30s. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah, I had a girl who does strong man, Scout actually, she was following me on Instagram and she saw me doing all this stuff in mm. F45 and she messaged me and said, you need to start doing something in strength. Like you mm. are just super strong. Mm. Uh, do you want to come to a strong man gym with me? And I thought like, Oh, uh, no. No. Thank you, but no thank Like, no thank yeah. you. Like, I'm, I'm good. And uh, she messaged, She was constantly messaging me. And I've got, I have this thing, like, I, I'd say no initially, but then if people are persistent, yeah. I, I let up. And she asked me, like, four times, and then we actually passed each other in the street. And I thought, you know what, like, I've met, I've met her in real life. Yeah. She's messaging. I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes so she asked me again and I said yeah look you can you can pick me up and yeah. We'll go to the yeah I'm not going out of my comfort zone too much here like you make sure I'm okay this whole time <laughs> but, um, yeah she took me down and we played with a few implements and mm. um at the time I didn't have any any thought that I'd ever compete because mm. it was just really out of my comfort zone I'm used to team sports and this was like individual and I um yeah went to the strong gym with her maybe three or four times just mucked around with some implements and thought it was pretty fun. Mm. And uh, that was where I met my coach at the gym. And he was like, sort of said, oh, you know, if you ever want to do anything, just let me know. Well, didn't push me or anything. And uh, I emailed him and thought to myself, I needed something different. Like I wanted another challenge. Mm. I'd sort of not mastered F45, but mm. I had a really good fitness base there. And I thought, you know, I want to try something else. So yeah. I just said to him, would he be able to do a strength program for me? Like nothing to do with strongman. I just mm. thought I'll start doing some weights, mm. just see how strong I can get. Yeah. And um, we started a program, but then I think I had another commitment doing more hit stuff. So I ended up stopping it and we got back on track and um, I, I, the Arnold's were on. So it was March this year mm. and my coach was actually competing in it. And I remember watching it and it just looks so cool. Like they were lifting like this deadly frame and like he had 360 or 80, kilo, 80 kilos, like just ripping it off the floor and everyone was cheering and, and I just looked at it and was like, I want to I want to do that. Mm. So I remember emailing him, I think that week and I said, 
uh, I want to do a pole. Mm. Can we start a strength cycle? And he was like, totally Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, I'm going to do strongman and you are going to come watch me. Did you want to do a shout out for the co- your name, the name of your coach? Because, yeah, he's yeah, epic. I don't want to share him though. I know. Yeah, maybe we don't. We just like, yeah, we just keep him secret. <laughs> no, his name is Ron Deuce and um, he's, very accomplished within strongman i'm quite lucky that i've been paired with him mm. and i uh, you know he's amazing you guys have a pretty cool working relationship it's pretty funny to watch <laughs> actually yeah. yeah now that you're following lavinia if you weren't before you will see there's a lot of banter <laughs> it's really really good <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's really really knowledgeable and um He's taken me under his wing and I'm really, really grateful that we're paired together. Oh, that's epic. No, that's so good. So when we're looking, I guess, um, you know, at everything that's come about, I really want to bring up your organisation level <laughs> because, oh, my goodness, this girl, she has, like, <laughs> she has post-it notes as big as her body. Like, they're ridiculous. <laughs> but each week she, like, maps out a whole week. Were you all, it didn't sound like you were always like that. It sounded like this no. came with the change, yeah, yeah, and your journey. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, mm. It's funny. I used to roll out of bed, like, at 8 o'clock to start work at 8.30 yeah. three years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you told me I would be getting up at four o'clock to do go to the gym, I would have laughed at you and mm-hmm. said no way. Um, as I've just started, I really think it works with the goal setting. Yeah. Like once you've got that goal and you know what you've got to put in place to to make it happen, and I'm I really love having the visual. Mm. So I think it's because it's been successful for me in the past. Like. Um, I just know it works yeah. and so if it works I've continued to do it mm. so like I know that having my goal boards up having you know all the, the things that I need to tick like I don't know if you can see Alicia <laughs> good for casting sorry run oh my gosh right yeah not even kidding oh my gosh you could so have like was, a full blog. <laughs> so from my next comp, like obviously now, mm. I've got everything mapped out. Like all the things that I need to hit, all the weights that I'm going to need to hit until I get there. Yep. And I've got the timeline on when I need to do it. Wow. They're all the things that are going to make me accountable mm. and that's what I'm going to be successful on oh the day. God. So like when I'm going to go into comp, I'm yeah. prepared Yeah. because I I'm like, do not like to not be prepared. Mm. Like, I'm like over prepared than under prepared. Oh, absolutely, that's amazing. And I think I think I can now call you the queen of pro- process. Like, you know, everything <laughs> we everything we talk about with our athletes and our clients is all about process. It's not about. It's like that habit. So instead of having that goal, it's about having pro- habits that lead you to a progress. And as yeah. you said, the goal changes. And if you only have one end goal and then you reach that end goal or the end goal doesn't work out, what next? And that's yeah. where we often feel like we're failing. And so in nutrition, if you have a bad day or you have a bad week and then that goal is just unattainable all of a sudden, yeah. it's just another failure. And you reflect that on yourself of like, oh, well, I haven't done it again. That's great. So hey, effort, I'm just going to, um, you know, just give it in for a bit and I'll just restart another time. And um, having progress like that and having habits that you can fall back on, do you have bad days, bad weeks um, where you feel a little bit out of control and um, how do you then get yourself back on track and back into that process? Um I, of course, like I always have bad days. I'm mm. constantly second guessing what I'm doing. I think for me, it's more, that's more my mindset. So 
I hate, I really hate when people say like they've fallen off the wagon or Same. whatever, because for me, I'm just like, this is not a wagon. Like this is life. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't stick to my meal plan and I have a really bad training session, I see the repercussion that that's happened and I don't want it to happen again. Mm. So for me, it's just like I get over it and we just keep moving because we've got that end goal. Like yeah. Yeah. there's going to be bumps in the road and I'm not going to, it's not going to be perfect. Like I can map everything out and mm. it, something might happen that's going to detour me. But I've always known that I'm striving to that end goal and I've just got to build a new pathway to it. So yeah. like if I don't follow my nutrition today, that's fine. I'll start tomorrow. Like, mm. Or mm. the next meal, or yeah, just exactly. Don't, I, don't quite, I don't get caught up on those things mm. anymore because I know that there's really no point. Like you can't do anything about it. If it's happened, it's happened. Mm. Did you used so, to? Did you used to really um, panic over yeah. those moments? Yeah. Yeah, mm. and I think that's why I was so unsuccessful in the past with losing weight and hitting goals because I would just give up mm. and I didn't have the mindset of what I was doing was continuous mm. and it's a lifestyle. It was more just. I had to hit a certain weight or I had to get to this. And mm. it was always things that were, like you said, once they were achievable, you didn't achieve them. Mm. You sort of get lost because you, you don't hit it. And then what? You just refer back to where you started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really becomes that self-blame um, that just yeah. keeps eating away at, you know, you being useless or you being not being able to achieve something that should be so easy or, you know, just stop yeah. eating, Alicia. Or, you know, like you, you have this yeah. terrible self-talk that does oversimplify something that is quite complex complicated um but yeah that's awesome that you've had that time did you feel like that came with just more knowledge and confidence in seeing the process? I think yeah knowledge and confidence and not just that I think finding what works for me yeah because I always was like people ask me now they mm. try like they might see my goal boards and my yeah. planning and that and try and duplicate it, but it might not work for you. Mm. And I think that's really important is what I always try to say to people is, what works for me is not might not work for you yeah. because you've got to find what works for you. Like I'm not a mom or like I don't have other things that can uh, might derail mm. or make me not be able to hit these things. This is what works for me and my lifestyle now, like yeah. with my job, with my life. And I just want people to try and find what works for them. Mm. And once you do, it becomes easy because you'll be you can slot it into your life, yeah. and that's where you find your groove and like your your lifestyle really. Like if yeah. you find what works for you, like you can't. I think, and that's why with diets and like all those sorts of things, it's a one fits all mold, and that's not life. Mm. Like we're all different, so you've yeah. really got to find what works for you. And that's I think how I've been successful is I found small things that work for me. And I've just been able to put them into my daily routine and it becomes successful for me. So I know that's my formula. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and that's the thing, right? Everyone's got different priorities and what works with for one person won't work for another person. And, you know, what I was, you know, for example, what I was doing five five years ago before kids is completely... unachievable right now um and if I was to really you know I mean my body looks different and my strength is different and my fitness is different and if I only ever compared myself to what I was able to achieve and judge myself on that it just it's totally different priorities now like yeah I just you know what constitutes fitness for me now is movement and just being active rather than training as such but I'm really excited for when training will come back in but at the moment I've had I've had to learn to be very forgiving of myself to not be able to prioritize everything yeah and I think that's where when we were just talking before we started mm. recording we were saying 
how with myself now my fitness goals have changed mm. and I'm trying to wrap my mindset. I, I actually feel like I thought about this the other day. Mm. I feel like I'm a beginner again because yeah. I'm doing something completely different. My body composition is changing. I'm learning like about nutrition mm. on a different level yeah. um, because I'm now competing and you know my training has amped up my body confidence like everything that i had done in those last three years mm. are not insignificant but they've led me to where i am now yeah. and now i'm taking that next step yeah so i feel like for me it's even a bigger learning curve now because i'm having to change my mindset again mm. from everything that i had taught and all my successful tools that got me where i am mm. and now i'm trying to do this bigger step and it's completely out of my comfort zone but i feel like that's how you grow yeah and so I'm trying to push and do it as well, but everyone should know that like I'm not I'm not just nailing it all the time. Like, <laughs> I'm just like everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, as a background I guess, um, that's kind of like yeah, so you've learnt like all these basics around food, you have your general nutrition pretty good, you're you know, striving towards weight loss and things like that. Um, but then you change sports and you change focuses and you're focus focus you change focus <laughs> um and your focus becomes performance and strength and recovery and so all the things that we're teaching Lavinia now are actually really performance focused so we're adapting her intake depending on what training day it is and showing her how to get more adaptations to her training and previously that was irrelevant you know so if your whole intake is you know not great as a baseline then you're going to get so much more out of just changing that and getting the basics right. But now she's got the basics right, she just steps it up a level. And I think that's the really cool thing about food is that there's never perfect. It's just always changing and your goals are always changing. And that's what I'm finding now and, like, I'm really enjoying it. But as I was saying to you, Mm. I'm always second-guessing myself because – I had my formula that was working for me and everything Mm. that I had towards weight loss Mm. and now it's all performance and so I've literally got to not forget everything that I've learned Mm. but come up more open-minded and realize that my end goal has changed Mm. so the process is going to change so I've got to trust the process and just Mm. go with it. Yeah Uh, and this may be really um, you know a nice thing for you to hear Lavinia because I don't think I've actually explained it to you. You can almost see it as a triad so you can have performance, health and body composition in the different corners of the triangle and you can have the dot in the middle. You can kind of aim for all of them but it means you're not hitting all of them 110% but as you move the dot from the middle towards performance or body composition or health the other two kind of get lost a little bit and that's okay Um, but it just means that that little dot's changing depending on where your goal is and your goal was kind of around that body composition piece for the start of it and then it moved toward health and now it's moved towards performance and so it has actually changed yeah and like the way you've just put it is right on how I was feeling because Mm. like I was saying to you I'm not looking how I was looking like I was a lot leaner before when I was doing all my hip training yeah like I remember I could have for breakfast just a protein shake and that would fill me up until 10 o'clock. Now, <laughs> no way. Like, I, Shopping bag to work, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, because of how much strength training I'm doing and how heavy it is, I have to fuel. Otherwise, I literally wouldn't be able to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and because of, you know, all the triggers that you're giving your muscles from the strength training you're doing, 
your muscles are getting the response of like, well, we are going to grow then. <laughs> and so if you're fueling that right and you're recovering well, um, the muscle mass will come. And, um, you know, sometimes that comes with a little bit of body fat. But if we're doing the right training and the right combo, then a lot of the um, weight changes that we see are actually really positive um, to you attaining that performance goal. But it also means as someone who's always focused on a number going down, is that you're now seeing that number either stay the same or increase. And that's a really tricky thing to get your head around. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at now. And I have what we were discussing mm. is I, because I hadn't weighed myself or gone on scales. And now that I have seen, you know, the number is creeping up and my body composition is changing. But you know what's funny is mm. all my clothes still fit me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's not like playing my games, mm. but I'm just like, I can see the difference yeah. on the scales. I can see the difference in the mirror. Mm. And then I'm still wearing the same thing. Yeah. And I think I've just got to, as, as we said, like it's going to be a growth, another growth mm. for me. Yeah. And just try and find that balance and just realize that, you know, we have my end goal and what mm. I'm working toward and we're on track. So I just need to yeah ease, ease into it. Yeah. yeah. And it's setting yourself different progress markers now. Um and so your progress markers are more around, you know, strength and, um, you know, performance within the gym. And if that's going up and if you're fitting that, then, you know, that's a really good indicator. If you're, you know, there's a reason why we're always kind of looking at um, your energy levels, your sleep quality, um, things like mood are, is a really good indicator as well. Um, and then also overall um, health. So, you know, there's definitely the performance focus, but there's still you needing to indicate that you're coping with that and so there's so much more to just looking at a number to to um look at success um in performance and so that subjective measure it sounds a bit fluffy at times to be looking at that but um if we can pick up if your energy is really low or your mood's flat or you're not sleeping well then we can pick up um really big indicators of like, you know, maybe you are not meeting energy needs, maybe we're not um, feeling correctly, maybe we need to look at recovery or hydration and all those types of things. So, yeah, we kind of have to look at the whole individual and not just numbers, um, which can be frustrating for the perfectionist type A's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, don't talk subjective with me. Um, so I guess like from here, Lavinia, what what's next? What's the next goal that you've got on your wall and what you what are you looking to achieve? Um, so my next comp is Victoria's Strongest and obviously I'm going into that, I want to go prepared and podium because that will be my ticket to Arnold's 2020. Yeah, awesome. Now, Arnold's 2020, is that um, national, international, fill everyone in that don't doesn't know what so, Arnold's is? So that's basically like the Strength Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> it's um it's held in Melbourne and it's for it's Australia wide. Yeah. Um, they do have international competitors come. The one that I will hopefully be qualifying for will be it's an amateur strongman competition. But a lot of the girls that are going into it and women that are going into it, they are all very seasoned strongman athletes. Mm. So I am a real newbie, but um. I'm, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that sport as being very long-term because it takes so much time to get that strength um, yeah. load up. Yeah. And what's the community like in Strongman? Oh, because I'm used to team sport. Mm, yeah. And when you go into a court, on a basketball court or a netball court, it's like, you know, six other girls with you and mm. you've got that camaraderie. Um, in Strongman, I did, I, when my first comp, I didn't know what to expect because it's just you against 
everyone else. Mm. But they're, they're amazing. It, it's like you've got a team. Like I had wow. girls that I was dancing my comp and mm. they were cheering me on while like I'm trying to get reps to beat them. Mm. And like I was wow. sort of like, is this like a mental game? Or are they yeah. serious? Like, yeah, yeah. What are you doing to me here? <laughs> that is and, amazing. Uh, everyone's really, really nice and mm. they're really welcoming. They just want everyone to do the best because um, like, yes, you are against other people, but they also want you to hit those PBs. And, yeah, like, it's good really. <laughs> really encouraging so it's been really nice yeah now what what's the background here to um smiling during ridiculous size lifts I think because I didn't even notice I was doing it until the professional photos came back from comp one and I'm standing there holding a hammer smiling like a sick focus on what you're doing Lavinia I think for me that's a second mental thing like Mm. I've just because when I think back to that first comp Mm. everything was just a blur like I had to because you have to you know block out everything and I'm actually lucky that Growing up playing basketball, I worked with a sports psychologist and we learned, you know, when we're shooting free throws and things like that, how to mentally block it out and just focus on the shot. Yeah. So it sort of came back to me in Strongman when I had to compete because I was like not focusing on anyone around me and just trying to get those lifts. Amazing. And so, yeah, the mental side really came into it and I think I just smiled because it's just so much fun. Yeah. Well, if you're not having fun doing it, why are you doing it, I guess, is probably what it comes down to. It's funny, though, because people used to say that all the time to me in triathlon. They're like, why are you smiling all the time? Like, you're just like, you're just 11 hours into an event. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to be smiling. Like, look, mate, I'm not doing this for a living. If I'm not enjoying this, then there is something wrong. So, yeah, it is really funny. Yeah, I was one of those people who um, would carry, like, a camera with me to some events. Like, I did, like, the Nice to Monaco half marathon. And I'm like, I'm going to take a camera with me. And it was pre-phone, like, it was pre-like yeah. um, smartphone. So I carried, like, an actual camera with me <laughs> to take photos along the way from Nice to Monaco because I'm like, nah, this is going to be a really scenic run. I need to make the yeah. most of this. <laughs> useless seriously i i drove i drove my husband crazy he's like oh you could actually be pretty talented if you concentrated (laughs) 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 yeah what was that sorry i said were the pictures good yeah 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 for for a um for a phone uh, for a camera back then how things have changed um oh man it has been such a pleasure living out as a background everyone we're doing this which I have to thank Lavinia for so much at quite late at night because I have a newborn that does not have a rhythm in her sleep as yet. And so we had to kind of hedge our bets. We've already had to cancel and postpone and rebook um, because of that said baby. Um, So I do have to thank Lavinia so much for that. And I hope it hasn't put you out of your routine too much, Lavinia. Um, 45 minutes until I need to be fed. Yeah, exactly. You've got your little probably probably little um, alert somewhere. Get to bed, Lavinia. Although you do get up very early, so that is super important. Um, so yeah, I do thank you so much for your time. I I feel like I could probably like get snippets and quotes of this whole conversation. You are just this amazing parcel of knowledge and experience, and the everything you share 
with your um, audience is reflected in how you chatted today. And it's just been so, so cool to chat to you and um, talk about your journey and see how far you've come in really quite a short period of time. So I'm very, very excited to see what's next. Um, any parting words or messages that you would like to share? Um, my one quote that I've been saying since day dot, mm. and I'll just say it on now. I always say, if it's not sustainable, it's not successful. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so simple and so true. But how often do we overcomplicate things for ourselves, seriously? Yeah. yeah. I know. And I, I always, now when anyone asks me, like, you know, a diet-related question mm. or anything that they want advice from, I, that's, like, one of the first things that I'll rattle mm. off because I'm just like, you can answer that pretty easily. Like if you can't sustain that for the rest of your life or for a long period of time, yep. it's probably a quick fix and it's not going to work for you. Like if you can see yourself doing mm. it long term, then go for it. Yeah, absolutely. It's those small changes that can ha- add up to just such a big outcome, which I think you're just the like the the child for. Like, you know, like you've just shown how like little habits can just lead to this epic um, event that this year has been for you and do you know so much so many more things to come I should finish because I'm obviously having trouble with this whole talking <laughs> thing <laughs> so I should put everyone out of their misery but thank you so much Lavinia it's been oh I actually have one more question that I just thought of where did the name Lychee come from Oh, okay. okay. So when I started the um, Instagram account, yeah. I, w- I was completely anonymous. Yeah. I would not show any of my face. Yeah. I had no, not my real name, nothing. Wow. And Lychee is actually a nickname that my oldest sister calls me. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. I love that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Was it always Lychee Strong or was it something no, else? No, it was BBG Lychee. Ah, then you get the followers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. No, that is so, so cool. I like, yeah, I love that it's kind of just stuck and people have probably just started calling you that. People don't even know my real name. No, no. I know I'm going to reveal all in this podcast. Sorry, everyone. I should have called you Lychee the whole way through. (laughs) No, that's amazing. I really like that. And I think it shows so much about your humility and honesty in this whole process. So absolutely epic. You've been a pleasure to work with and I cannot wait for more things to come. So thank you so much, Lavinia. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast with the beautiful Lavinia. If you're not following her and her journey already, you can find her at Lychee Strong on your Instagram account. If you would like to follow Compete and you're not already, then we are at Compete Nutrition, so Compete underscore Nutrition on Instagram and at Compete Nutrition Oz on Facebook. We share lots of content, a very non-BS approach. If you are interested in any of our recipes that Lavinia is always whipping up in the kitchen and making look way better than we ever did, um, you can absolutely access those on our uh, website. If you head to our memberships page and log into the Knowledge Hub account, you can access all of our recipes along with lots of different learning module videos so that you're learning about nutrition, you're feeling empowered about your nutrition and food goals, along with accessing all of our recipes and things along with it. So um, if you have enjoyed today's podcast, we would love for you to leave a review um, and also make sure that you um, actually subscribe to our account. Every little bit of feedback that you give, every rating that you give helps this small business grow. So we thank you so much for joining us today um, and looking forward to the next episode of the Compete Waffle.